Hey, I'm Spencer Powell and welcome to Remodeler Stories, where we highlight remodelers. Every remodeler has a unique story and journey and we can all learn from each other. Stay tuned for a mix of inspiration, tactical tips, unique strategies, and some laughter. The remodeling business is tough, but rewarding, and we're all in this together. Let's kick this thing off. Before we get into today's show, let's talk about our show sponsor, Remodeler Growth Community. Remodeler Growth Community is a peer-to-peer networking group exclusively for remodelers. For a low monthly fee, you get access to some of the best minds in the industry, life-changing business strategies, and the ability to connect and learn from people who've walked the path you walk. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back, so there's absolutely no risk to you. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. Today, I sit down with Allison McLennan of McLennan Contracting. Allison is the president of McLennan Contracting, an award-winning design-build remodeling company in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Allison and her husband, Tim, co-own the business and are passionate about creating a company culture that is characterized by empathy, diligence, and continual learning. Over the last 19 years in business, Allison's role has fluctuated through seasons of raising and homeschooling her three children. In that time, she has worn many different hats in the company, from helping clients with selections to reconciling financial records. But her favorite role has always been strategically planning the company's future and cultivating a workplace that empowers and enriches the lives of McLennan's team. When Allison isn't envisioning next steps for McLennan Contracting, she can be found reading a mystery novel, spoiling her English Mastiff, or planning the family's latest cross-country RV trip. Now for the conversation with Allison McLennan. Hey, Allison, welcome to the show. Hey, Spencer. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited yeah, to dive in. And I think it's always a good way to just like give people some context. What's the company? Where are you guys located? And uh, what are you guys up to? Our company is McLennan Contracting. We are a residential design build remodeler in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. We specialize in kitchens, bathrooms, and basements. We are a small team, but growing team. And I'm just really enjoying learning as we go. Yeah, that's awesome. And how long have you guys been in business? We've actually been in business technically since 2003. (laughs) I say technically because when we started, it was not a forward-thinking strategic decision to grow a successful remodeling company. It It was kind of just one of those in the moment, next step decisions. But I would say that for the past four to five years, we've really been strategically growing as a company. Gotcha. Well, now now I'm interested in the, the well, we just kind of <laughs> decided to wing it or yeah, like how, how did it all start? <laughs> well, uh, really it was, we were looking to grow a family, to start a family. And at the time, my husband, who is a carpenter, very, very skilled carpenter, was working with a wonderful remodeling company here locally. But a lot of their work was over toward Philadelphia. So he was commuting a long distance every day. It was extensive. He was also, at the time, a foreman on those projects and taking a lot of work home with him in the evenings. And it was just a lot of stress and and time. And so looking at starting our own family, we were trying to think, you know, how can we have a better balance and a better schedule? So the opportunity came along for some local subcontracting work that was going to be pretty steady. And it gave us an opportunity to kind of make that switch from, you know, employee to self-employed without all of the the stress and challenge of trying to build our own client base. So we just uh, took advantage of that and made that 
transition. So we had about a year and a half of, of that. It was a really nice time to make that adjustment because we kind of eased into it. And then as the subcontracting work started to ratchet down, that's, that's in when we began looking at, okay, do we really want to be in business? What's that mean? How do we do that? How do we, how do we get our own clients? So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I would say we went into business for ourselves, which was more in like the 2005, 2006 time period. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And that, that sounds like it did work out well to kind of like get your feet under you for the first yeah 18 months or so. That's a, yeah. a blessing for sure. So what did it look like as that work started to fade away and you're going, okay, is this, are we continuing down, down this path or not? Why did you guys decide to continue? Oh, great question. I think that it was honestly, I mean, I, I kind of feel like being an entrepreneur is in my blood to an extent. My parents were always business owners and my sister and brother-in-law are business owners. And we just kind of have a, a family history of forging our own path. And so I enjoy that lifestyle. I enjoy, you know, having more control over over the direction that we take. So so I enjoyed that part of it, even though in the beginning, I really couldn't be super involved in the company just because we were starting a family and my responsibilities were, were more focused on the kids at the time. But my husband and I have always enjoyed working together. It's, I know sometimes that's a challenge for spouses to, to be in business together, but it's always worked for us. And I think it's because we have very different gifts that we bring in there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's just a great synergy there that we kind of bounce ideas off of each other and make decisions. We come at decisions from different angles, but we, we always seem to agree in the end. So yeah, my interest in the company is, or was at the time, more along the lines of what I now realized was the marketing branding side of things, because I really knew nothing about carpentry or remodeling. In fact, our first, our first blog, when I, when I started blogging for the company, I named the, the blog, I Married a Contractor, because that was really kind of, <laughs> that was how I ended up in the company. But yeah, I was just always like, when we started out, well, we, we need letterhead and we need a website, which not many contractors were doing at that point. And just asking, how do we present, you know, how do we build a reputation? How do we communicate our values to the community and get known for what we want to be known for? And at the time, I didn't really have language to know that that was branding, but now I realized, you know, that it was. So (laughs) I'm glad that we did that early on. That's cool. Yeah. I always like hearing when somebody says, you know, my partner and I, spouse, whoever, you know, we really enjoy working together or like being on the same team. Cause I feel like there's this stigma of like, oh, I could never like do that with my, my spouse. But like my wife and I, we, we play doubles volleyball together and we play co and we're on the same team and we get the same comments. Cool. Like you guys are crazy. Like we would just be fighting all the time, but it's, <laughs> I don't know. I appreciate it. Like, I, I think that those can be really harmonious and like, sure you hit challenges, but you're going to hit challenges with whoever <laughs> you're doing it with. So that's super fun. And obviously having different skill sets makes it probably a lot easier, but more beneficial too, because you can kind of own your lanes and then really excel in those areas. And then, you know, right. You've got lots of areas that are covered in a good spot because you trust that person, you know, immensely. So that's sure, cool. Yes. Um, well, as you think about that journey, you know, it so- sounds like it started, you know, with some subcontracting work. You decided to keep keep going and pushing forward the name McLennan Contracting, but you kind of introduced mm-hmm. yourselves as a design build. So I'm curious, just like, have there been a couple of big shifts since 2003 and and now where you kind of like 
said, okay, we're, we're making this intentional change. And, and I'm curious to hear about those. Yes, for sure. There have been big shifts. I would say that we, we stuck with the initial model of our company for almost 10 years, mm-hmm. which was really just the two of us. And eventually my mother began helping us with our bookkeeping, but it was, it was very much just a, a family business. And we grew steadily and we grew well beyond our capacity for the two of us, three of us in that time. And we did not realize it soon enough. So mm-hmm. by the time we got to about 2016, we were extremely, we were all extremely burned out. And we'd made the decision at that point to start building our team. So we hired on a lead carpenter to get my husband some more time so he didn't have to do all of his estimating in the evenings. That was in itself, that was a shift, but it was really, we, we still were hesitating to take that step and hire more of a team. So we hung on for a couple more years and we just, we got so burned out at one point, we called a, a business consultant and you know, we, we said before we called him, we said, this is our Hail Mary. You know, we, we're going to see if we can get some advice, but if we cannot turn this thing around in the next six months, we're going to close up because even though we were, you know, the business was successful, we were growing by leaps and bounds, but we just, you know, we couldn't keep up with the pace. We were, we felt our health suffering. We felt our family suffering. And so we started meeting with him and he, he basically, <laughs> you know, it was a bit of a, a come to Jesus moment. It, he said. You guys are crazy. You need to hire now. <laughs> and so with his prompting, should give a shout out. That was Doug Howard uh, with Remodeler's Advantage. He was he, very kind, but firm. You need to make some changes. And so we, we did. We started hiring and we doubled the size of our team in about six months, which was a big leap of faith. But oh my goodness, it was the best move we ever could have made. Right alongside of that timeline was also our transition to design build. So there was a mm-hmm. lot going on uh, at once. And the design build model, the switch to that was not so much connected to the burnout as it was us having experienced. Essentially, we were, we were creating estimates for projects and spending a lot of time with people going through all of their, their decisions and everything before we were having agreements with them to do the project. and. It felt like it was a lot of time invested. I, I think one one year, my husband estimated something like three million dollars worth of work that we didn't land. And oh, at the time, man. our average our average project size was was small at the side at the time. So that was a lot of time spent estimating. But we also could see how the design build model was serving clients better and giving them a really thorough planning process before they committed to the full project without taking you know, without really sacrificing all of our time to do that. So it was, it was kind of a win-win on both sides. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I bet you cut your estimating time by like 70% or something. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We really, it's nice that now we're able to invest our time with people that, that really fit our team and that, you know, we work well together and it just, it feels like everyone's happier. We're happier. The clients are happier. It's just a really good model for us. Yeah. There's always a win-win somewhere, you know, and it's just finding like that solution. It's like, this can be better for us, but it doesn't have to be worse for somebody else. It can be better for everybody involved. So, well, yeah, how it sounds like that transition, like a lot of stuff happened. And now maybe, I don't know if you feel settled into that now that it's been a couple of years, but what does it look like today? What's kind of that ideal client, you know, ideal project? What do you guys really enjoy doing? 
Yeah. So we really have settled into the model, especially with kitchens and bathrooms. We've done so many of them that I feel like we we really can deliver a client experience that is excellent in those areas. And so we really enjoy doing that. Our ideal clients are are looking for that experience. You know, they're they're busy families. They're people who are they want a home that where they can really make memories and relax and enjoy themselves. They want to get there, but they they don't want all the hassle <laughs> that's involved. And so we yeah. we try to deliver as much of a, a low stress experience as we can, not just through the design phase, but then in construction. So we're really heavy on always communicating when people are going to be there, what they're going to be doing, what to expect, you know, if we can give people an idea of you know, this is going to be noisy work and this is not going to be such noisy, you know, like just give them an idea of what their house is going to feel like during construction. We try to do that. So, and thankfully we have a team of people that is so, they're, they're all very relational and very client focused. Our motto is enriching life at home. And I feel like everyone on our team really tries to do that. They really want our clients to thrive in their homes. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That kind of, yeah, makes me curious about a couple of things. You mentioned the Branding was kind of an area that you jumped into early and uh, maybe didn't know it as branding, but you're intuitively doing a lot of those things. And then you just mentioned your motto. I'm curious, is that is that mm-hmm. where your role is today or what's like your role versus your husband's role? Like as you guys have, you know, settled into the like design build model. Yeah, my role is definitely in the, the marketing realm. I, I'm the president of the company now. So I have a lot of other hats that I wear and we have a, a wonderful marketing assistant who who helps with a lot of the implementation of our our plan but I still that that's a side of the company that I think I'll always be drawn to and always love so but I'm also heavily involved of course in the the strategic planning which is another area that I can't get enough of <laughs> and I'm learning to enjoy even the financial planning so this, this past <laughs> year especially I've been learning a lot about that side of the company so it's a constant growing growing experience and my husband Tim is the general manager he still works directly with clients in some design and doing a lot of the estimating, especially for projects that have structural elements or basement projects. But he is such a wonderful mentor and teacher, and he he loves to help develop people. So I think that his real passion is, you know, getting to a point where he can really be just investing in the team and in individual and professional development. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, We've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you 
pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. That's super cool. Yeah, it sounds like, I don't know if you guys would label yourselves this way, but almost like the classic like visionary integrator, you being the visionary and focus on those those types of things. And then integrator more like execution team, like the day-to-day, like making sure everything's running really well. And that's a strong pairing for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it is interesting to see. We discovered the the working genius assessment by Patrick Lincioni. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it Not super that familiar. was an interesting... Yeah, that's, that's, it's a newer assessment. And, um, you know, it talks about that, the different roles and how they affect one another and, and the pairings that are really powerful together. And, and ours lined up in that way where it was kind of like, you know, strategizing and then inventing solutions and discerning things. And, and, you know, we kind of are in this, this loop that really keeps things rolling without a lot of conflict. (laughs) So I think that's one of the reasons we work well together. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Well, you said you've been kind of thinking about like the strategic planning and that sort of thing. I'm curious, what what are the next like three to five years look like? Are you guys wanting to grow, grow, grow now that you've made that commitment to like not just being the two of you or is there some other type of vision that's, that's out there? Yeah. Well, we are looking at continued growth. This year, our focusing, our, our theme for this year is reinforcing our foundation. And that's because we have essentially doubled in size or we doubled in revenue in a year without increasing the size of our team. And that means everyone's working very hard and we don't want to burn any, anybody out, you know, because my husband and I started with such, such a poor work rest balance. That's one of our core values as a company is that we, we want to make sure that, that everyone is thriving at home as well. The the enriching life at home is as true for our team as it is for our clients. So so yeah, we're looking at not necessarily growing in terms of revenue, but we want to make sure we have really established systems that people can be efficient so they're not doing extra work they don't need to do. And then adding some strategic positions to the company. So that's kind of our our immediate focus. But we also are looking at, you know, as we are newer to the design build model. We've been doing it for about three years. We're looking to expand that department and hopefully even add a showroom onto um, our space. So we're kind of in the works that those plans are in the works right now. And yeah, over the next three to five years, I would say we would like to really ramp up our design and establish our production team. You know, we're working on creating something called a ladder of opportunity for our production team so that we can start bringing in some younger carpenters and helping them to grow in the trades and and really develop into strong lead carpenters too. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. And that's very, very needed right now is mm-hmm. yeah, bring, bringing in some younger folks and providing that path. I like that. What'd you call it? The ladder of opportunity. That's cool. I like that. Well, I'm curious, what, what do you think gets you like fired up and out of bed on a, like a day-to-day basis. Like what, what do you love about you do what you do? Oh, I absolutely love seeing the people in our team thriving in their positions and seeing them come alive as they discover the directions that they want to grow. That's been something really unexpected 
to have to experience in our company. That's always been something I've loved. I mean, even with, you know, with like our, our charitable giving, you know, we've always supported organizations that are about investing in people and people's dreams and a lot of microfinance, you know, where you create, you know, provide loans to, for people to create jobs and, and really change their lives. But I didn't expect that it, it would come into our company. And what's really happened is as we've brought people in, you know, when you see the potential in someone to grow and you give them an opportunity to do that, the way that they just really reach for the stars and come alive. And, and that's so, I mean, that's really what gets me out of bed in the morning is just, I love to provide an opportunity and a, an environment where that's encouraged. And um, yeah, it's been exciting to see that, that unfold. That's cool. Yeah. Are there a couple of things that you guys do like on a daily or weekly basis to kind of like foster that or like incorporate some of your core values like that you you guys had, but then have kind of like expanded into the rest of the company? We're developing that side of things, like learning to be more intentional about communicating those core values. You know, in the past we've we've done sporadic company meetings and company events, but we really are working on our culture right now. And I think that we've been very blessed in the the sense that the people that we have hired have been a fabulous cultural fit before we really had defined our culture. (laughs) And I think that now that we've now that we've really defined it, we are trying to to make strategic and intentional moves to to encourage people in that in those areas. And you know, I've started. I, I love to write, and and like I said, I love the I love the the marketing and branding thing. And so, part of me is even wanting to, in in essence, market to our team. You know, I want I want to present to them. This is what we're about. This is who we want to be together. So I've started like doing a monthly newsletter just just internally, just to make sure everybody's aware of each department, what our goals are, what our progress is toward our goals because it's important that we all know that we're contributing to each other's success. And it's easy in a company where you've got office staff and field staff and things going on remotely to forget that this whole team is, is really contributing in essential ways to one another. Yeah. So that's another yeah. thing that we're doing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I know in the day to day, like everyone's spread out doing their own thing and yeah, it's a good, mm-hmm. it's good to remind everyone like, yeah, we're actually all, yeah. Part of this, you know, all, all these puzzles. Right. Pieces. No, so yeah, uh, that's good. Well, a kind of a fun question for you. Any like wacky projects or uh, weird client stories that are coming to mind over the last uh, 15 years or so? <laughs> well, we definitely have had our share. Uh, there was one that I, I had thought of. I said to my husband, do you think I can share this one? Is it okay? <laughs> but as long as I uh, don't share names, I think it'll be fine. So we have always been very selective about the trade partners we use. So we do we do our carpentry work in-house, but we subcontract out to the trades for things like electrical, HVAC, things like that. And so we have a really good network of people that we use. Last year, we were looking at expanding that network a bit. And usually we will only have a new subcontractor on site when we have a lead carpenter on site so that there can, you know, really, we can make sure things are running smoothly. And in this one case, we had a project where it was an unoccupied home and the homeowner was very open to us trying someone new and to things getting done quickly. And so we had a flooring subcontractor who had been kind of 
courting us for a while, wanting to, to, to try things out. And so we thought, well, this will be, this will be an opportunity for that. So they came in on a, on a weekend to work. What we didn't know is that they also had a new employee that was their first day on the job that they had not had experience with before. Nice. So <laughs> the first that, that my husband and I knew there was a problem is we got a text from our production manager who had received a text that there was a problem at the job site and no one was hurt, but the police were on their way. Uh-oh. And so, yeah, that's a fun text. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, you know, it took a while to sort out exactly what happened, but basically the, the new unvetted employee of this trade partner had left, left the job for a few minutes. And when, when she came back, she kind of went crazy. She put her hand through a window and cut her arm. And then she started, started to undress and she drove her car through the stone wall of the garage. And I mean, a a lot of crazy, yeah, it caused a huge amount of damage. And so by the time we got there, the police had already come and and taken her into custody. You know, it it was a reaction to, I believe, some kind of a, a drug that she had taken. And when my husband spoke with the police officer who made the made the arrest later, he said, it's the first time I've ever had to call back up to get the pants on a lady, which is <laughs> a very interesting, interesting phrase. <laughs> so that was definitely a first for us. We've never had the police on a job site before. I feel like that would be a first for most people. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, with that whole scenario. <laughs> right. The homeowner was amazingly, she would, she found humor in it, which is, it's, it's pretty cool. So, That's you nice. know, by the time we made sure we knew exactly what was going on and we had a plan in place for how we were going to, you know, take care of what had been, what had happened with the car and all of that. So it, it worked out fine, but she was, she had excellent, an excellent attitude about it. <laughs> well, that, yeah, th- then that makes it a better story than, uh, you know, you can reflect <laughs> back on it easier. Than right. that. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. That's 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 in the top, I, I would say. We'll, we'll shift gears. I got a couple more that are a little more serious questions. We'll we'll wrap up, but I've been asking uh-huh. everyone just like, what do you think are a couple big challenges the industry is facing or that we need to be all kind of working to solve over the next 12 to 36 months? Yeah, well, this has probably been said over and over again, but I would say that there is an enormous lack of skilled labor. And finding people who really have the knowledge to perform in the field to the level that, that we're looking for is challenging right now. And that's one of the reasons why we're looking at, you know, est- essentially establishing our own training for that and trying to look long-term and investing in young carpenters who are driven and see the, the opportunity because there's huge opportunity in the field right now. So yeah, that that's a big one. That's a good one. And I keep, and and it's, Part of the reason I'm doing this is I'm hoping that we do see several of the same answers, but then we can start to actually all like work on them. Cause I, my, it's not necessarily a fear, but like everyone's going to start having to self solve what you're doing, which we, that's right. where it starts. But if we can kind of like pool our efforts, we could probably make a bigger dent. So yeah, I feel like the part of it's training, but part of it's the marketing of it, you know, because everyone's been marketed, right. go get a four-year degree, come out of college mm-hmm. with a bunch of debt, go get some tech job that and pay it off over 10 years. And, you know, 
Like that's not right. necessarily the recipe for everybody. Maybe it is for some, and but there's a lot of people that could really benefit going into the trades and, you know, you can earn a great, great wage and there's great career path in that. So yeah. Anyway, we'll, we need to chip away at that. We've got some thoughts, so we'll circle back around <laughs> on those. But I guess uh, a lot of other remodeling companies listening to this, if you could leave them with one piece of advice or some words of wisdom, anything like that, what would you want to say? I would say invest in your team. I heard recently, I'm not sure who said it. It was an Instagram post <laughs> about, <laughs> you know, that, that you're, not in the, you're not building your business, you're building your team and your team builds your business. And I absolutely see that that is true because that's really when everything changed for us. When we started bringing in people who had, they had gifts that, that my husband and I did not have, strengths and, and passions and the diversity of having that is totally changes. And then when you invest in those people, they can just take off and make such a huge difference for everyone. So investing in our team has been the best move we've made. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Great advice. And Allison, thanks so much for joining me today. This was great. Sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to Remodeler Stories. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every month we pick a winner and send out a free copy of my book, The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. Just leave a review over on iTunes to enter to win. See you next time.